You've tuned into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me, but I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Televised heroics going on to episode 33. What do you feel about that, Daniel? We've come a long way. <laughs> we've we've watched a lot of television, I think. <laughs> Uh, my my brain isn't fried if you must know <laughs> it, it, it might it might be a good thing to have a little bit of a, a break this this summer so it's uh it's it's interesting um one of the things that we oh, we should talk about though is that agent carter got canceled i know um i don't know did you see that there was a, a fan petition though to bring it on netflix yeah, I mean that'd be interesting if they end up doing that, but I I don't know. I, I mean, how often do these fan petitions actually work out for getting shows back on the air? You know what I mean? Never. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think uh, Arrested Development coming to Netflix was probably the only one, and I don't think that was more of a fan thing as a producer thing. They just wanted it to be done, but um, yeah, Agents of Car- Agent Carter has been canceled by abc as well as the spinoff show most wanted which was supposed to, to have uh mockingbird and uh, hunter as their main character so that got canceled the the two characters basically from that uh agents of shield episode in russia right with the mushroom soup correct recipe yeah okay. correct yeah they're the, they were they were supposed to get their own show uh I don't exactly know what it was supposed to be about. It was just I just all I know is that it was supposed to be called Most Wanted and that it got canceled or it got canceled before it got picked up. So there you go. That that makes two shows for the Adrian Palicki or whatever, however you say her name, the world that played Mockingbird, uh, to get canceled from ABC because she was originally supposed to be uh, Wonder Woman on the uh, Wonder Woman show on ABC. They even filmed a pilot. Right. Uh, I heard about that, but I heard that the, uh, you know, the pilot wasn't all that great either. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I imagine it, it wasn't. And but that's kind of what, you know, also, you know, DC, I imagine wanted to keep a lot of their shows or keep like the main characters like Wonder Woman available for the movies. Multiple universes, though. We've discussed this many times. <laughs> many times we have. This is correct. <laughs> um so we have uh on the other side of the news though for uh, cw we have um all four shows of warner brothers greg berlanti uh berlanti universe uh coming together on the cw because supergirl has now moved from cbs to the cw and uh they are planning to do a four-show crossover in December, back when, you know, we usually have uh, a Arrow and uh, Flash crossover episode. We're going to have a Supergirl, Arrow, Flash, Legends of Tomorrow crossover episode. 
Should be fun. It <laughs> should be very interesting. I can't wait to find out what that's going to be all about. I mean, could you imagine? That's that's a lot of characters to be have, have up in the up in the uh, air for that. And 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 once we get to talking about legends legends of tomorrow at the end, at, towards the end of this episode, uh, I think it's going to be a lot more to talk about too. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> And while we're still on the topic of uh, the CW, there was an interview with um, Stephen Amell, uh, who plays Oliver Queen, talking about the season five villain that we can expect for Arrow. Um, it says uh, that you're more likely he's the the villain is not going to have any powers. So it's going to go back to uh, hand to hand vigilante combat. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's what it sounds like uh, for the most part, uh, which is, you know, I, I think is good. You want to keep um, their their Arrow's villains, I think, more grounded because uh, he's more grounded. He's the, you know, the he's the, he doesn't have any superpowers himself, so it's easier to have his characters go, or have him go up against characters that don't have superpowers. I mean... This season was Damien Dark. The season before that was Rachel Ghoul. The season before that was um, Deathstroke. Was Slade. Yeah. And then the season before that was Merlin. So, uh, I mean, Merlin and Deathstroke are both hand-to-hand and very much uh, no superpowers. I mean, Deathstroke kind of had enhanced strength and, and speed, but, you know, that's just so that they can give the villain the edge. Uh, Rachel Ghoul lives forever, so he has a whole and he had a whole army behind him. You know, I want to say that uh, since you brought up Slade, thinking about it, uh, Slade was uh, or Deathstroke, he was a lot like Bane, uh, Bane because he had the you know super strength, but he was also really really smart. You're right. Yeah, exactly. That was a lot like the Bane that we saw in. Uh, in uh, the Dark Knight Rises and kind of the Bane in uh, the comic books. Yeah. So it was it was interesting to have uh, to have Deathstroke kind of play out that character and only leads to or lends more to the currency that uh, it's Batman Light. <laughs> oh, and I just uh, remember since we're on the topic of DC right now, um, there's been a couple of um, there's a Comic Con overseas. And they showed uh, Suicide Squad, and so far, it's been nothing but positive reviews about it. Well, you know, that's good. I, I like to hear that. I like to hear that there's positive feedback for the movies. I want I want them to make more movies, even if they're not movies that I like. Uh, but I do remember that there was a lot of positive feedback from the first showings of Batman v Superman before it was released to the rest of the public, too. But that was a lot of producers that probably put a lot of money into that movie. <laughs> You're right. That's very true. So uh, why would they show the whole movie to people overseas before they, you know, this, I mean, it's a long time off before we get to see it here. I know. And I forgot what kind of convention, but it's a really big convention that they showed it at. Uh, probably a lot of money. Yeah. A lot of money being thrown around. Uh, I know you had some news that you wanted to talk about also. Um, speak, again, speaking to conventions, uh, Chloe Bennett was um, at a convention. Uh, she plays Daisy or Sky or Quake in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
And basically in that little panel that she had, she was saying that, you know, so much happens in the TV universe, which is just, you know, negative consequences due to the movies, yet the movies never acknowledge the TV show. And she said it's because the creators don't really care about the TV show. You know, I understand where she's coming from. I, I, I get that what she's saying, but like, Look at the beginning of Age of Ultron. They the literally the the information that's passed from Coulson onto Nick Fury onto the Avengers is seen right there in the beginning of Age of Ultron. Um, now they don't say the Agents of Shield are the ones that got them the information, but Fury is very much like, oh, uh, it's you know my my team got you this kind of thing. So it's right. It, I don't know. It's it's kind of on the up and up. I I don't know. I mean, I don't that's the whole point of the of the two show or the two things though is that, you know, they're supposed to be able to be contained separately. The 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 TV show is a supplement to the movies. The movies are what's going to make them more money anyways. So you don't want to bring in a lot of references to the TV show that people who are going to watch the movies and only watch the movies uh might not quite get. True. Maybe they just want some more love. That's all. <laughs> I, I get it. I, 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 and they should definitely be giving Chloe Bennett a lot more love. I mean, she's hot. <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> so yeah, there's, uh, there's that. There's all that. Um, if if they can, if they were, if, if, and I'd be all for it because I think you know all the TV, the Netflix shows, the Agents of Shield, and all the movies. If it was, they were able to get them all to. Uh, have a little bit more synergy between the, between them. It would be it'd be just that much stronger and that much better. Right. Uh, but that that's all I had for news. Is that all you had for news? Yeah, that's all I have. Well, okay then. Let's uh, get right into uh, Gotham then. Right. <laughs> so this is the second to last episode of the season. I yeah. believe. Yeah. So what did you think? What did you think of uh what's going down at Arkham Asylum or Indian Hill? So much is actually going on there. Right? So goddamn much. <laughs> uh you have this whole plan that um uh, they're gonna have this idea that, you know, Gordon and uh, Fox are going to be able to uh, slip into Arkham and then find the the missing uh, or the hidden door, and uh, Bruce Wayne is going to be in there and he's going to confront Hugo Strange for the first time, and uh, you know all that all that going on. Meanwhile, we also have the resurrection of Fish Mooney. Fish Mooney. Yeah. That was insane. And, and when she comes back, she can't be reprogrammed. Right. She wasn't able to, she like she didn't forget her memory like everybody else did. And I, I guess the only difference was that he pushed uh, a little bit more solution uh through her or a little bit more electricity through her than uh the other people, but uh yeah, she didn't she uh kept her wits about her, but now she has partial scuttlefish D- DNA in her. So her touch now hypnotizes people. Which was actually pretty cool to watch when she thought, make me a grilled cheese. 
and he comes back with the grilled cheese sandwich. So she, if you think about it, I know she's not releasing pheromones, but she's totally the female version and DC version of the Purple Man. <laughs> uh, a little bit, yeah, but it's all through tactile touch. She has to be able to touch him. And, you know, if yeah. we remember from uh, Age of Ultron when Claw is telling us about Scuttlefish, that they have those little blinking lights that hypnotize the, the prey so that they can come right in and whoop, just take them, take them right out of the water. So uh, this is her being able to hypnotize people, I guess, not using blinking lights, but more of a, a tactile electrical impulse probably uh, that, that runs through her body. And she made a run for it. I mean, well, I would, I would, with the newfound power, I would make a run for it, too. Yeah, I don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, uh, what else we have? We have uh, the, 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 the guys basically think that they're, they're able to infiltrate Indian Hill uh, with, uh, without them knowing. But then uh, when Hugo Strange says the Q word, everybody gets snagged up pretty easily. Yeah, and oh, I just gotta say, come on, Lucius, a fucking arrow at the bottom of the door. Can you do anything more obvious? <laughs> yeah, that was pretty bad. I liked his little handheld uh, Geiger counter, and he's like, "Oh, it's uh, you know, it, it's actually just a uh, error tester. Error in here is okay." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mr. Bruce wants to, you know, make sure that their quality is good and his prisoners are being treated nicely. <laughs> uh, which then uh, lends to um, Lu Lucius Fox and Bruce Wayne being held inside of a gas chamber, uh, of all things. And uh, it's being it's being run, I guess, by the Riddler. Yep. And uh, he's like, you know, uh, anybody else, you know, that would torture you would hesitate to kill you. He's like, I wouldn't hesitate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is very interesting to me because why would there be a room in the St. Asylum that has faucets that, that leak out poison? I mean, obviously there's a lot of shady stuff going on there, but it just seems weird to have a kill room like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I do want to bring it back. Uh, you know, when, when they start, when they're punishing, uh, Nygma and suck him in with Stork. Yeah. And, you know, every time Stork was screaming and, you know, that caused, uh, you know, Nygma to freak out. Do you think he was using his, uh, telepathy and, uh, to cause hallucinations to make him freak out since that is his power in the comics? I don't know. That's uh very. It's very uh very good. I mean that yeah that could definitely be it. That's very. That good. was actually pretty funny to watch. <laughs> that was a good catch. Um. Uh, I I didn't I didn't catch that. As yeah, it was basically a yell fest, he would yell and the enigma would yell. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think the the other very big part of this episode is that we got to see uh, the the Court of Owls. I just want to say so soon though, it's awesome, but so soon. I mean, if you take into account that even though we just recently saw this storyline in the last what five years uh, with the, the new Fifty Two and and 
the Court of Owls becoming a known thing. It is supposed to have been around forever, so why wouldn't it be around when Bruce Wayne was a child after his parents were killed? That's when they would have tried to gain as much power as they could have, you know what I mean? True. So I think it's very interesting that uh, that we're getting that storyline. Yeah, I mean, we would rather see it way down the line when Bruce has become Batman and stuff, but uh, you know, this is a very hyper-accelerated TV show. Uh, for right. what we what we've seen so far, every every everything that's ever happened to Batman in the comic books is is about to happen to Bruce Wayne in at the age of thirteen. I mean, I I guess it makes sense, and uh, I guess the feeling that I got too is that the Court of Owls are signing Hugo's paycheck. Yeah, that's what it, it seemed like to me. <laughs> So the one dude that they used to change his face to make him look like Gordon was that Clayface? That was Clayface. Oh, I I, I didn't recognize the name. Yeah, I think they used a different name, kind of how um, uh, with Black Mask. Black Mask had a different name, and then yeah, so does Poison Ivy. She has a different name. Yeah. Uh, I know in the comic books, there's been three different um, Clayfaces though. There's obviously the one that's just a giant mold of clay that walks around. Right. I, and and that, then, uh, I think that's the one that I know mostly from the Batman the Animated Series from the 90s. That's one I know the most as well. And he was the former actor or whatever, so. Yeah, but this one, they, uh, you know, Strange gave him the persona of the actor. Ah, well, there you go. Yeah, that's right. You're you're right because he said he has a he has a partic- particular talent. Yep. So that was a that's a, I mean a lot happened in this episode and I I, I can't wait to see what the resolution is going to be uh, in in next week's next week's finale with uh, you know go, uh, Alfred going to get uh, Bullock from the police station and and telling him that they haven't called back since they went in. Oh, that well. Uh, didn't Alfred? Yeah, Alfred already uh, went into the police station, and uh, they rallied up the SWAT team, and they were gonna and they're gonna break into Arkham. That's how it ended. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. Like okay. the, them, them, them okay. crashing into it. So, and and you also or don't forget that we have Selena acting as a uh, handmaid into the new Queen of Fire. Yeah, I mean that was actually pretty smart. That was a that was a cool little. Um, backstory that they that hugo strange gave to uh firefly yeah but i mean really two flamethrowers going off at once you really think that's gonna destroy the <laughs> the door i have no idea that's flamethrowers uh are, i don't think they actually work the way that they're trying to make them work in the show <laughs> yeah who knows <laughs> it was interesting though that she doesn't get burned yeah, they had to give her some kind of you know DNA boost, I guess you could call it. Yeah, I mean that's what it seems like he's doing to everybody. He's kind of giving them some kind of animal DNA as well. So we got a kind of an island of Doctor Moreau thing going on here. Yeah. Uh, anything particular that you want to see next week's episode? 
Dude, it, I, it's going to piss me off and it's going to end, uh, end on a giant cliffhanger I already know. <laughs> Just the cliffhanger in general is going to piss you off? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, uh, I don't know if there's anything. I mean, obviously someone's going to swoop in and save the day at the last minute, but uh, who, who is it going to be and what, what's going to happen? I think I'm very interested to find out. And, I mean, somebody has to die. And I, I hope that next season, since we're talking about the Court of Owls, we get to see someone dress up as a Talon and, and come in and, like, do some stuff. That'd be badass. <laughs> cool. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about The Flash, then. All right. What did you have yeah. to... What did you have to say about The Flash this, this week? It was... I thought... There were some cool things, definitely a lot of things I liked, but uh, overall I felt like this episode was underwhelming. Very underwhelming. Um, I would have to say the same. Uh, there was a lot that, I mean, I know a lot of people, I mean, let's just get to the very end. A lot of people are, are very, not up in arms, but they're very, oh, oh my God, I can't believe they did it when they killed Henry Allen. And to me, right. to me, it just felt like it didn't mean anything to me because he hasn't been like I obviously in the TV show inside the, the world of the TV shows created. That's very big for Barry because it's his father. His father died. But guess what? For us who have been watching the TV show, we haven't seen Barry's dad all that much. He, he hasn't been the father figure that we know. Now, if they were to have gone ballsy and killed Joe, I would have been like, oh, my God, I can't believe oh. they did that. <laughs> But they didn't do that. They killed Henry Allen. And obviously for motivation purposes, I guess, even though killing Joe would have served as more motivation for Barry. (laughs) It would have been very much more motivating. Uh, That's the one thing I think is very weird about this world right now. So you have, like, obviously you have uh, Joe and the Central City Police Department, like, having to fight off all these metas. Uh, and then there's there's this curfew and stuff like that, and uh, the Zoom and his bad guys are just going around killing people wherever they can, and and a, a, a black canary from or I guess what's her name Black Siren from uh, Earth yep. Two is 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 bringing down buildings, but then you ha- you have people just walking around doing the everyday life stuff. Like, do you people not understand what's going on? Your your city is being overthrown by many humans, and you're just kind of like, oh, well, I still got to go to the news, or I still got to go to the post office and pay my gas bill, and you know, get the kids to school. That's the everyday norm for them. <laughs> I guess. I, I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, but like, when you have like people like Barry who are just going around doing things like. I know I'm skipping back in an episode, but like when he's he's going to his mother's uh, grave at the end of that episode, and and they're you know just it's like these are moments when you're out in the middle, you're out in the open, and, and nothing is is really protecting you, and Zoom can be everywhere and anywhere at, at all times because he's super fast, and you're just like, oh hum, let's talk about our relationship right now with me and Hyrus. You're like, no, there's things you need to be doing. <laughs> It's a TV show, okay? They want to give us that romance. Okay, uh, fair enough. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm being a little too critical for a TV show. They do this shit in movies all the time, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, but 
but see, like, like you have a sense of urgency in movie. Like, take the Terminator. When you have Sarah Connor and uh, Kyle Reese on the run from the Terminator, uh, he at least gets a little bit of distance between him and the Terminator before he ends up sleeping with Sarah Connor so that they can create John Connor. But, like, uh, eventually the Terminator does show up and he's going to try and kill the three, the two of them. Yeah, true. <laughs> you don't just... No, um... oh, go ahead. I was just say you just you don't have... You don't have Zoom just kind of like, oh, they're having a personal conversation over there. I'll wait here until they're done before I go and try to attack them again. That would be so rude if I interrupted it. (laughs) Uh, So I just want to say, wouldn't there be a flaw with Wells and uh, Cisco's plan? Because, I mean, wouldn't shattering someone's central nervous system essentially kill someone? Uh, you would think, <laughs> but uh, obviously science works a little bit differently in the Flash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no logical science. <laughs> uh, what, what did you think would happen with the resulting of their of their uh, of their plan? It was just gonna leave a you know a bunch of dead meta human bodies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, that they're all Earth 2 metahumans, so it's okay. <laughs> but that didn't happen. It just, uh, I guess, knocked them out for a short amount of time. <laughs> um, yeah, this is true. It's, and once again, you know, why, why is it that they're able to work on plans down in the 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 you know down where they're at they they don't they don't move their headquarters zoom knows exactly where they're at but yet he lets them work on plans to try and hurt him cuz he's up to no good in other places i don't know <laughs> so uh you have you know uh do you think that cuz you know we know that Barry went to the funeral of Laurel because that was the whole thing about Barry showing up at the the gravesite. Yeah, and then they have don't they have a discussion about whether or not they should they should tell uh, Ollie that Laurel is kind of here, but it's not really her; it's her from Earth too. What do you think about that? Oh, I mean. If you tell him that, then, you know, Bear, um, Ollie is going to try to, you know, save and rescue this Laurel and make her good and join the team. Which we know is not going to be not going to work out because of how we know uh, the Caitlyn Snow of the other world of Earth 2 is nothing like the Caitlyn Snow of our world. Right. And Ollie is uh, dead in Earth 2. That's correct. Um, yep. And and Ollie's dad was the Green Arrow in her too. Yes. Uh, do you do you think that was weird for Kate Cassidy to come back uh, for one episode of The Flash? Yeah, just for one episode, I I definitely think so. And and it's, I mean, she doesn't really have that, all that much for acting either. I mean, she kind of just comes in, and screams, and walks away. Yep, and then just have her locked up in the. In the pipeline. That's right. Um, 
Anything else? Anything particular you want to talk about in this episode? I guess uh, one of the other biggest takeaways from this episode was that Cisco vibed and he saw Earth 2 kind of imploding. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, and now you have to take into account that everything we've seen Cisco vibe so far is something that's happening concurrently, something that's happening right then or happened in the recent past. We have to assume that what he's vibing now is something that's going to happen in the future because we know Earth 2 hasn't blown up yet. Yep. So it's interesting so, that we're now talking about we're talking about predictions or visions of the future instead of just vibes of what's happening somewhere else. So what if, uh, you know, Barry manages to kill Zoom in the next episode and by killing Zoom, that causes a time rift and you know that essentially causes Earth to to implode. Well, I, I like what you're thinking, but I don't know. I, I would like to see where the correlation is. Why? Why would uh, killing Zoom cause the other Earth to implode? We'll find out season three. <laughs> I think what what's happening is that we're uh, seeing a vision of season three where the Anti Monitor is coming in and, and destroying Earth two. So now we're going to be getting Ooh. Crisis on Infinite Earths in Season 3. A lot sooner, huh? Yeah, a lot sooner. and uh, Which would also be interesting because we have Supergirl uh, joining the CW. And if they're... I mean, we've already established between the, the with the Supergirl-Flash crossover that uh, Supergirl exists in a different dimension. She, her world doesn't exist in the same world as ours, or as this one. Uh, what if after you know whatever happens with the the crisis on Infinite Earths that we be, we do have her existing in this world? That'd be pretty awesome. Which would which would make for the the crossover to happen? Well, I mean, I doubt that's going to happen right away. So whatever the crossover is going to happen is going to happen. Maybe that's what the crossover is. Maybe it's a giant crisis on Infinite Earths crossover. Then I feel that that should be a whole season within every show. <laughs> it really should. I mean, that's a pretty big event that happened in the DC Comics history. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there, there you go. There's some things to talk about there, folks. Definitely, uh, we want to hear your theories on that. Send them to us. Where is Crisis on Infinite Earths going to fit into the CW Greg Berlanti DC universe? Anything else about the Flash? No. Okay. So, uh, Arrow? Yeah. I I have to say this. I am definitely going to be glad once this whole Damien Dark storyline is done. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too powerful. Why do you say that? I'm sorry? Also, why do you say that? He's just he's too powerful of a character for what's going on. Like, like right now we have hit what uh, Spartan and and Arrow Green Arrow both shooting arrows and bullets at him, and he just turns them in the dust. And and I mean what? I mean obviously we're gonna have to have a recall of Ollie having that the light side of that power and and sanding him down again. I hope that's what's gonna happen in the season finale, but. Uh, you know, it's just way too much happening on 
for characters that I feel should stay being uh, street level heroes. Right. <laughs> and um, not gonna lie though, I I do love Damien's smartassness. Also, um, you know, th- talking about power and everything, you're you're right. He has every opportunity every time he runs into them to just easily snap their necks with his magical forces. Yet he doesn't. Yeah, he even says that at the beginning of the episode. He's like, uh, "I could kill you right now, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna let you." And it's like, why? You're all powerful. Why not just kill them right now? You're just letting them have a chance to become to to overthrow you later if you don't just kill them right now. Like I don't want them to die. Obviously, I like their characters and I, I like the show to keep going. But when you say stupid dialogue of "I'm not going to kill you right now," then it's just like, oh well, this is dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a reason to kill you later. <laughs> just. Uh, it's just see, it's, it, he's just too powerful of a character. He's too powerful of a bad guy. They went. I think they went too big too soon. Yeah, I'll agree with you on that one. Um, also, then you have Lonnie Machen Anarchy coming back in, and don't get me wrong, I like the character of Anarchy like in the comic books. I don't think they've quite done him the same in the TV show so far, but I like the char- the character and nonetheless, and he is holding his own against. Uh, Thea, Ollie, and John, like all three of them, and he's he's able to fight all three of them off, like like it's it's no no big deal. I wrote that down. I was like, the hell did he train to be so goddamn good, <laughs> so fast? <laughs> I mean, we've this is this is Oliver Queen who alone took on Rachel Ghoul <laughs> twice. And he fucking took down Merlin and almost killed Merlin. Right, and then he uh, then he also fought down uh, Deathstroke, who was on Mercur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yet Lonnie Machen, Anarchy, <laughs> is able to take down all three of them. Yeah, it made no goddamn sense. None whatsoever. See, that's the like that's the, when when you do things like that, it makes me upset. Oh, also. Maybe I'm just getting um, overthinking, but, um, you know, since Anarchy does have that burn, like, across his eye, shouldn't he be blind to one eye? <laughs> you would think. You you would think that he would be suffering a lot more from a lot, a lot of the stuff that's happening to him, but uh, maybe he has that disease where you don't, he doesn't feel anything, and that's how he's able to take on three people at once or do what he needs to do. Uh, it's It's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I was going to say just permanent nerve damage from all the burns. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, it's funny that he goes like it's funny. I think it's funny that they bring him in at this at the very end of the season. He's, uh, I mean, they already have Damian Dark to deal with, so bringing in Lonnie Machen, who has a a bone to pick with both sides, uh, is going to be interesting. Obviously, he's going to play a big part because he's now ha- he now has uh, Damian Dark's daughter as a as a captive. And uh, he killed uh, Damian Dark's wife. So, what does that mean next uh, in the in the next episode? Is is he going to be the person that ends up killing Damian Dark so that uh, Oliver can keep his from a writing standpoint? They can keep Oliver's hands clean. That'd be the you know that'd be a pussy move. That'd be uh, that that would let me down. That'd be lazy writing if they did that. I I am right there with you. I think that would be lazy writing. But like, why bring him in? at this last moment other than to do something like that. I mean, 
if all of so if Damien Dark gets his power from every life that he kills, and he's the dark side of the power, and uh, Oliver gets all of his power from the hope of the people, uh, I mean, what does that have to do with with anarchy? He can't use the totem because he's full of anger and rage. <laughs> That's true. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think about the people? Oh, so, so the people that are living down in the the dome, the hive dome, or whatever you, I forget what they called it is a Tetsio Noah or something like that. Uh, they they explain that we're not taking the pills. We're down here because we want a better life uh, from our fr- for our families and stuff. And it's like I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to make you to be like, look, these people just want a better life for their families. They're trying to protect their co- their people too. But like, these are going to be rich people that can afford to live down there. You know, give hive the money they needed to give, and you're just willing to. They're willing to sacrifice everybody on the surface. So that they can have this life that they feel will be safer for their their kids, and that's just wrong. Yes. So I had More no no sympathy for that family whatsoever. Neither did I. Also, you know, they were there on their own free will, and I thought that Thea snapped back to reality too easily and too quickly. I mean, yeah, no, exactly. I, I was thinking that too. And I, the only thing, way I could see it is that she only took one dose, whereas um, you know most of the people in Hive have been taking dose after dose. And we saw Alex taking dose after dose, so it's more ingrained in them at this point where she only had the one dose. I guess, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just my way of kind of trying to explain it, I guess. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, cheesy storyline for this episode. I did, however, really appreciated all the, uh, transitions to the flashbacks and then all the a- action sequences when they're running away from, uh, the hive members and Errol and, um, Ollie was jumping through bushes and still shooting. That was fucking awesome. <laughs> that was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. He does that, that jump, spin, shoot, tumble move. I was like, oh, that was that was sweet. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's one thing that I like. We've talked many times about this season. They've they've really upped their game with their their stunt choreography and their their stunt shooting. I would say, um, yeah, they're definitely they're doing a great job with that. Uh, just let alone with that the scene where where Lonnie is is fighting all three of them. I mean, it's 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 the great. It's great how they were able to keep them all uh, on on camera at the same time and, and still keep the action going. Yeah. Uh, anything else you have about Arrow? Oh, apparently if you hack a computer, it will cause it to explode. <laughs> you know, I had totally forgotten about Brother Eye too, and, and they, they just kind of brought him up randomly and – he was there, and he's like, "Oh, I can, I can keep the both of them busy." It's like these are supposed to be the two best hackers in the world, and he, this one guy is keeping them uh, doing the runaround. <laughs> so obviously, uh, when they defeat him easily, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you could sit there since the, he was sitting there talking about controlling the power. Uh, you know, if you can push more power through the outlets, you can make an uh, electronic explode. But yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> oh man. 
cool? Yeah. Cool. Uh, moving on to Legends of Tomorrow. Now, this is the season finale, which I thought we were going to have the season finale next week, but this particular show has the season finale this week. Before we get into the episode as a whole for the season, how did you feel? I, we've talked many times about how, I, you know, at least for me, it's it's gone up and down, up and down between episodes. Um, I I'll give it a six, maybe six point five out of ten stars. <laughs> Very cool. Um, I, you know, I'm probably right around there, maybe maybe five point five to six, right around there uh, for this season. <laughs> Um, uh, I did enjoy this the the season finale. I thought it was there. So even though there's still some time travel things that I I really have to like turn my head away from, so I just I don't get up too upset. But like uh, the big reveal at the end was pretty cool. Uh, I'm glad they got rid of the the Hawks. I thought they were very much a uh. uh bad part of the show i guess you know for someone who you know is supposed to be one of the greatest warriors and trained shaira he always got his ass handed to a man every <laughs> goddamn time this is true carter hall got butt whooped just about every time he went up to fight uh i'm glad they were able to to kill um Vandal Savage, uh, unfortunately, yeah, it's after he already did a whole bunch of shit because uh, it was the last uh, uh, last version of himself the, on the timeline. Um, the whole having to to do things at three different points in the timeline all at the same time, like, what do you mean by at the same time? You're these are existing in different. I don't know, like <laughs> that all seemed weird. Um, Eventually, when they <laughs> when they uh, were were able to to kill him, and then, and then I you know Carter Hall struck the last blow with the knife, or was it Carter? Was it was it Shaira? Shaira, because oh, she's the one that has to do it for some reason, or it has to be done yeah. with her weapon. I don't know. It, the, they're all the rules that they tried to make up throughout the season was just very weird. Um, <laughs> and then eventually. We have the them dropping them off and 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 uh, uh, Sarah going to look for her sister and finding out that Laurel died. That was very heart wrenching. Yeah, and and basically, see, this is what I don't get because um, they said, um, "Fuck, uh, Paul Blackthorne, um, Officer Lance." He said it had been five months since uh, Laurel's death and that Damien was still wreaking havoc. No, I think it was five months since since uh, since Sarah left. Oh, okay. Because when she left, Damien Dark was still a problem. So it's been five months okay. since then. And then Laurel died a couple weeks ago, but she didn't. Okay. Yeah. So I did think it was interesting that he couldn't take her back to when she left because she said he or Rip Hunter said that if you were there, uh, then you, your sister, and your dad would have all died on by Damien Dark's hand. It, because you're not there, uh, only your sister died. Yeah, that makes much sense to me, well, especially since you know. 
Go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, it's just it, I mean, yeah, it, I mean, it's it's weird. You you want to you want to know as a as a watcher why what would make the difference that the three of them would die instead of just one. But I think it's a very good. I think it's a good piece of writing to be like to, that helps it so that we won't ever have that temptation for her to go back and try and stop it because she knows she'll be sacrificing herself and her dad just to not help, not even to help her sister. Okay. So I want to go ahead and ask you this. I don't know what's more heart, uh, heart wrenching, you know, Zemo listening to that voicemail of the last voicemail of his family or rip watching that video over and over again of his family. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Both of them are pretty bad because, yeah, you got Zemo listening to it. But And the funny thing is that the first few times that you, you, you see Zemo listening to that voicemail, you think it's just like uh, in, in normal time that the, he's just getting a voicemail. But then you realize at the end that that's the last voicemail that he just keeps listening to over and over. Uh, and then, yeah, yeah, you got Rip sitting there just kind of listening to watching this hologram. So he gets to see their faces over and over again. But, yeah. <laughs> so if he's the, so he's the last Time Master now, he's kind of like, uh, I would assume that means him, makes him kind of important that he has to uh, keep the timeline straight and the whole idea of them bringing him back to that point in time that uh, he's, he gets upset, but he is willing to come back and they, uh, they all like, no, look, we, we want, we went on a mission and we want to, we want to start that mission over. Yep. And uh, basically, you know, right where they all started, you know, he picks some, Picks them back up to finish out the mission, which is funny because you got like, um, uh, you have uh, oh, uh, Rory that was like, you know, trying to find a new recruit to be the new Captain Cold, and <laughs> that didn't quite work out. And you know, uh, uh, Stein not Stein. being able to, to be around his wife because he's got other things on his brain. So it's it's very interesting. Yeah. And um and then the feels of course, you know, Mick not being a a touchy feely lovey-dovey guy goes <laughs> up to Snart and is like I always looked up to you, man. He's on my eyes, you're a hero. Yeah, that was true. That was that was kind of a a cool thing which made me think while I was watching that like what if that's the reason why Snart sacrificed himself in the future because oh Mick, my god <laughs> because because <laughs> at one point in time when they were in a bar mick came up to him and said look you're a hero in my eyes damn <laughs> stupid time travel <laughs> and that could be the whole reason as to why mick and you know captain cold decided to join rip in the first place yeah you're right yeah Oh, there you Holy go. Holy shit. All right, so we're getting to the end, the end of the, the episode, and uh, we have a, a second ti- time, or wave rider come out of the come out of the time stream, and it crash lands, and, and out comes walking uh, 
one Rex Tyler, the original Hour Man from uh, the Justice Society of America. He even says that he's from the Justice Society of America. That gave me chills just hearing <laughs> him say that. Which uh, I thought was very interesting because this universe obviously exists in the same universe as Arrow, in the same universe as Flash. We have never heard of superheroes before the Arrow or before the Flash. So right. what was the Justice Society of America doing? I mean, is this from our timeline? Is this from another dimension? Is this what the cross the crossover is going to have to deal with? Our Man is one of my favorite characters, so that's uh, that's very interesting that he's showing up here. Okay. And I, I just want to say this might actually have to do with the crossover, then, and it might be from another universe. But just that line, though. If you get into that ship, you're all going to die. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, and, and and it's funny is that he came to talk to uh, Mick of all the people. Not he didn't come to talk to Rip. He didn't come to talk to to Palmer or Stein. You know, it's like uh, you're here just like you said you would be, Rick or Mick. He uh shit, something had to go down on their adventure. Yeah. And, you know, we, we have to take into account that Mick Rory isn't just Mick Rory Heatwave anymore. He's Mick Rory, also Kronos, also the time bounty hunter. Yeah. So he's got a lot of living under underneath his belt now, too. Yeah, he definitely, he was just the muscles, and now he's, you know, brain and muscles. Yeah, he's he's got the experience that, that will help back up anything that he has to say. There you go. That's uh, <laughs> Legends Tomorrow. Anything else in particular you wanted to talk about for that episode? No. Uh, so then let's go ahead and talk about the season finale, two-hour season finale of uh, Leg- Ed- Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what it's called. A- Legends Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yeah, Legends Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Did you, haven't you heard about this show? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, well, you're missing out, apparently. Tell me all about it. <laughs> No, Agents Marvel's Agents of Shield. It's a, a very interesting season. I just have to say one thing now that uh so, you know for the for we have to assume that um uh Hive is dead on this show. Uh we no longer have to see Neo <laughs> fucking Ward. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did think it was funny throughout this whole half of the season when you just you have you have Ward walking around looking like Neo from the Matrix and speaking very calm and monotone and and you know being like oh everything will be okay and I will take care of it kind of thing. Well, he actually lost his temper a couple of times this episode. That's true, and because a lot of times things weren't going his way, which is funny because uh, we want to talk about what happened with him with Lash last last episode. And Lash burned that giant hole through through the middle of him, and we were talking about is this going to take him a while to recover from that? Nope, no time nope. whatsoever. <laughs> he was good as his reign the next episode, the very next day. Yeah, that was a quick recovery. Uh, we're going to take talk about how uh, Daisy was very much you know in a bad way this whole episode. She was uh, just like I think the way the same way that uh, Coulson explained it that she was like an addict going through withdrawals from her drug because it changed the ba- the brain chemistry in her he- in her head having hive in there so without him there she's very much you know going with with withdraw- with withdrawals 
And then when he finally showed up, he she tried to give his, give herself up to him again. Yeah, and he was like, "No, I can't. That monster took away your ability to be taken over by me." I said, "No," <laughs> <laughs> and beats the shit out of him with all the equipment in the aircraft or in the hangar. That's true, and she just uses her powers to, uh, you know. Uh, cause as much damage as she possibly could. Yeah, note to self, don't piss off Daisy. <laughs> uh, I think we got that note when uh, when Mac <laughs> when it tried to go up against her. Yeah. Um, so, with the, you know, the rest of the crew, we have Agent May doing her thing of, of being basically the only person that doesn't have superpowers but is able to take out those primitives pretty easy like not easily but she's able to take them out where everybody else is getting their ass handed to them um we have uh uh uh, i don't know colson trying to deal with uh the scientist dude and the scientist going over to shield side because he would rather deal with them than deal with uh with hive anymore and having to uh talk about the technology that they wanted to do. Yeah. Fitz and Simmons, they want to, they trying to have a life after a uh, hive, but you know, they have to deal with the, what's going on first before they can. You have hive yeah. being frozen in some type of Amber like substance. Uh, made me think carbonite. of Han being carbonite. frozen in carbonite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, eventually just like every and then oh and then we have to we kept we have to keep watching as the cross moves from person to person of who's going to who's going to be in that quinjet when when it's when it's about to blow up and we find out eventually that we find out took it. <laughs> Lincoln yeah Lincoln took the cross after he saw it on on Daisy and cuz he knew that it was part of the the, pre, the premonition and how, somehow he snuck onto the quinjet or onto the zephyr uh, while no one was looking, even though she was standing right there trying to disarm the bomb or something, disarm the warhead, and then uh, Hive walked in, and then all of a sudden she sees the blood trail, and he's there, and it's like, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> Pushes uh, Daisy out. Pushes Daisy out, and he's the one that that's going to uh, sacrifice himself because he's already dying because he already had taken a a wound, a pretty serious wound to the side that he was bleeding out. Did did you know Ward slash Hive and Lincoln become best friends? I mean, it was it was kind of interesting because they they both kind of just stopped fighting because they knew there was nothing left that they could do because. Uh, manual controls were already fried and, you know, they were just going to go straight up into the air and, and blow up. There's literally nothing either one of them could do. So they kind of just were cordial about it, which, uh, I think takes into account a lot of Joss Whedon writing. Like I know Joss Whedon didn't particularly write this episode, but if you look back at old episodes, like of, of Angel and, and Buffy, the vampire slayer, uh, you have moments like this where even though these are enemies that have been fighting throughout this whole thing, when it becomes, moot and it doesn't matter they they take the moment to just to appreciate what it is that they're doing what they're seeing yeah that was uh actually a really beautiful tender moment you know yeah it was it was a was a great uh, moment i thought um 
a lot of great things happened in this episode. It was a really good kick-ass uh, season finale. I don't know uh, what particular points to pin down to talk about uh, in general, uh, but I would like to get to the point where we skip seven months ahead. And Daisy is uh, basically on the run. She is, yeah, she's like a rogue agent. She's got, you know, makeup on and, and wigs on and stuff like that. And using her powers very skillfully to evade being caught. But uh, uh, one of the big things is that Coulson is no longer the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And him and, and uh, uh, who was with him, Mac? Was Mac with him? Yeah. No, yeah. what? No. Was it Mac? Who was it? No, I'm trying to think. Oh, don't remember. <laughs> I don't remember either. Someone was with him uh, when they were scoping out what the the family that of the guy who had the premonitions or gave the premonitions to people, and uh, he finally sees her. It was Mac because Mac got got Colson a sandwich. I remember that. So oh, yeah. he uh, he says, "Oh, there 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 she is. She's talking to the family. Let's get let all the teams move in. They run after her, and they they lose her because she's able to use her powers. And he's just like, "Oh, I don't want about to be the one to tell this to the director." So it's very revealing that he's no longer the director of Shield. Um, and then we have the other side of it where we have uh, the 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 scientist guy. I don't remember his name. But he is building an LMD, which in Marvel Universe uh, terms is a life model decoy. Very important part of uh, uh, Marvel de- Marvel mythology. Um, he's building a life model decoy, and he's going to be putting his ADA inside that body, which stands for Artificial Intelligence Data Analyzer, and, and analyzer which apparently is a big part of, uh, or not a big part, but was a uh, story back in the day. Hmm. So it's got some precedence if, if anybody wants to go look it up in the old Marvel Marvel U. Yeah, I was wondering what that all all of that was all about. Well, so so having only watched this half season of of Shield, what do you think of the show? I think I came in at a really good point. It was every episode was really really well done. Um, I mean, there is a couple of cheesy moments, but of course it's television, so what can you expect? Right. Um, but entertaining through and through. Very cool. I, I mean, yeah, I think you did come in at a very good point. Uh, I, I, you would. I would say that you would be uh, remiss not to go back and watch some of the older episodes. Um, maybe the first half of the first season is a little hard, difficult to get through, but I think after that you'll you'll start to enjoy the stuff. But uh, whether or not you do or not is is okay because you, you're now in and you're involved and you you know what's going on. So we'll have to see what happens with the rest of this the Inhumans and and uh, Shield and what 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 that's all about. Yep. So what we got to wait until the fall now. That's right. We got to wait till the fall. And we'll have to see if whether or not uh, Agents of Shield uh, mixes in with uh, Doctor Strange at all, because that will be in November. Oh, you think so? Uh, I think there might be there might there might throw something in there just to be like, hey, uh, something weird's happening over in New York. <laughs> All right, guess we'll have to keep an eye out. Cool. Uh, I think that just 
and thanks to you, I'm actually excited for a season uh, for the next season. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Well, that brings us to Fear the Walking Dead. It's the second to last episode of the season. Uh, we have uh, Strand finally getting the 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 group back to uh, the piece of Mexico that he's been trying to get them to this whole time, and this is Thomas Abigail's like little compound, basically. What and did... that is a huge, huge, huge piece of land that he owns. <laughs> yeah, this is true. But the 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 episode starts off with uh, with uh, Thomas going to the church that's been poisoned with the with the the uh, sacrament wafers wafers or whatever they're called. With uh, you know the body of Christ. Yeah, the body of Christ. So the very interesting that the whole you know the the whole place i mean he knows who it is that did it too he even like the priest tells him she did it and then uh we we eventually get the 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 group that shows up there and and uh i forget what's what is the mom's name the the lady that's running the abigail compound Ooh, i forgot her name well anyways she is uh the the mother to the the guy that died what was his name? Yeah. Oh, um, oh yeah. <laughs> Names. We're not good with them here. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, you know, they she she goes about on this whole thing of uh the dead have always been amongst us. They've always walked walked with us and now we just happen to see them and it's not that big a deal. Uh she wants to know if uh the fact that uh, Reuben or Daniel killed uh, her son. Wasn't that big a deal because he didn't shoot him in the head. Yeah, which made no, you know, didn't make much sense to me. But okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, at the time it didn't make any sense, but yeah. Uh, so basically, what we have here is she's she's kind of in denial that the that what's happening to the people is is a bad thing, and. Uh, because of her religion or the way that she sees it, it's it's all what's supposed to happen. And, you know, like, I don't know if she necessarily believes that there's going to be a cure for them or what, but it's just the fact that the dead are there amongst the living is okay. And she has everybody kind of, anybody that's changed over, uh, locked up in a uh, cellar, you know, uh, and... We've kind of seen this already in the Walking Dead universe. This would be With the, Herschel. Yeah, this would be the equivalent of Herschel's farm, where we had all the walkers uh, locked up inside the barn. Yeah, and um, I guess they were feeding them dogs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it seemed like because you just see a guy dropping a dog down a down a, a tube, a chute, and and you have to assume that that's what's happening. That they're eating dogs. Um, how, like, how, how suspicious of, of her were you? Not, you know, to be completely honest, I wasn't suspicious of her at all, you know? No, she seemed to be a a character that had very much had it all together and, uh, she was, uh, kind and, and, and comforting, especially to, uh, Nick's character. 
Yeah, because very he, much so. Yeah, he was uh, trying to, uh, you know, get some of the images out of out of his head. I think, or 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 have to deal with the fact that he was there when when her son was killed, and uh, he he. I think he found a little bit of comfort in her, but. Uh, Madison very much so was like you guys need to stay away from her. Yeah, dude. Uh, speaking of you know um, keeping distance, the fuck is up with Chris? Uh that boy is obviously snapped. He's broken. He is. He's. He's. Uh, I don't know what if he was originally going into the room to try and apologize or to show that he wasn't going to be a dangerous person. But he went up there and grabbed that knife, and then all of a sudden, people were shooting, and they w- woke them up. And yeah, now he's now he's crazy person numero uno. Yeah, Every- um, you know, I I know how Negan said that Carl was a little sociopath, but no, no, he's not a sociopath. <laughs> it's 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 fucking Chris. <laughs> Uh, you know, I have to, I have to, t- I have to go on Travis's side too, though. Like, you know, Travis is sitting there talking, t- talking to Madison, and she, she's like, "Well, you know, what are you talking about? This is my family. I have to take care of my family." He's like, "It's our family. We're supposed to be in this together." And she's, and it's, it's almost like, yeah, you know, it, you, she should be looking at it as, as their family all together, you know, instead of just her kids and his kid. Yeah, I yeah that that's true. That's the point right there. But fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no, yeah. Chris obviously needs some uh, psychological help because since his mother died, he's kind of gone off the deep end. Yeah, and I mean, he almost let Madison and Alicia die back in the church. Yep. He just stood there. Yeah, you know, his story is that he froze, and uh, her story is that maybe she was—he was going to let her die because she said some things about him to his father that he didn't like. She wasn't wrong, though. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Strand Strand had made a promise to Thomas that he was going to. Uh, he was gonna take the 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 wafer and and or the body of Christ as well and 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 die with him, and he decides not to do that. He kind of just puts the puts Thomas out of his misery and and then shoots him in the head. Yeah. What did you and... What did you think about that? I, to me, that was I was okay with it because he he's basically just letting the man that he loves think that he's going to he's not going to be he's not going to be in it alone he's going to he's going to have someone there with him but why take my own life as well you know what i mean right and um yeah it was selfish you know coming from strand's part but i feel like he that selfishness was okay because you know how you said it that you know he was giving um Thomas that ease of mind that he was going to go with them. He wasn't going to go alone. They're going to see each other in the afterlife, and they're going to be happily ever after in the afterlife, I guess. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, yeah, I was I was okay with it. I, I, I'm okay with uh, the, the way that panned out. Obviously, um, I want to say her name is Lisa? Liza? No, that was the other lady, right? 
Yeah. Um, are you talking about the mom? Yeah. The Mexican mom? Yeah. At the compound? Yes. It's uh, yeah, You're right. It's Lisa. Oh, it is Lisa. Okay. Lisa is not going to be very happy with this because she uh, never liked Strand in the first place. <laughs> she straight up just tells him that. Uh, but now we know that she's also the one that, that poisoned the rest of the the rest of the village people, or the village people, the people in the village, <laughs> uh, the people at the church, basically. So, uh, she is—do is she offer rocker, or is she just believe in something that's different than what we believe in? She probably believes in something a whole lot different than what we believe in. She, I, she could be just like Herschel, you know, in denial. Saying, like, you know, they're going to come back after this craziness is over. They're going to come back. Yeah. And they're going to be fine. Like, nothing ever happened. Very cool. Anything? Uh, I, like, there, I don't think there's much that uh, I wanted to talk about this episode. We, we've kind of we've gathered. We've kind of got gotten it all out. Um, uh, the season finale is coming up, uh, as well as the season premiere of Preacher. So what else did you have? Anything else you wanted to talk about? Yeah, last thing I wanted to ask you. Why do you think, um, you know how there's that owl carving and the memorial? Why do you think Nick was freaking out over it? Oh, because I think that because the owl was also on that coin that um, he that the, the dude gave to him before when he was trying to tell him, like, give this to my mom. So it, mm-hmm. it's just with whatever it is that Daniel ended up doing. <laughs> Daniel ended up killing, uh, killing him, and then he was like, you know, he, he felt bad for what, because he wouldn't help that guy. He got that guy back onto the, the ship and stuff like that. So I think it's just him thinking about what all, all that happened. Right. Okay. I give you that. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, Daniel. Another week down of the televised heroics. We've gotten all your comic book TV shows out in the open. Um, uh, I I I don't know what to say. The, the season finales of everything is coming up at the at the at, on this week, and uh, we will have to see where that leaves us uh, in the different in the different realms. I guess you want to say the different dimensions. Uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, they can get me at Twitter at at agent underscore of the underscore bat. Uh, Daniel. Daniel von Helvet at Twitter. At Twitter. Uh, then you can have at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, Geek Elite Radio on Facebook, and geekeliteradio.com is our website where you can check out some of the other podcasts on our network and uh, the archived podcasts of Televised Heroics. So if you're uh, trying to catch up and, and, and or binge-watching uh, all those shows <laughs> over the summer, yeah. go ahead and uh, listen to us as, as you go through those shows because uh, I think we have a little – we have we give you a little more insight into what you just watched. Um. Other than that, make make sure you uh, spread the word and tell other people what you can see. Uh, also, I wanted to say, Daniel, uh, we are going to be we will be able to be seen. You know, if you catch us on the on the floor somewhere because we don't have a booth, but we'll be at Phoenix Comic Con this year. Uh, so if you listen to us and you happen to see us, go ahead and uh, say hi. Yeah, go ahead and do that. Um, hang out with us. Take pictures. Well, this has been Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying until next time, always remember to 
geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.